Good morning. Welcome to Morning Bread, Season One. Devotion with Pastor Chris and another host on Book of Mark. Today, I'd like to welcome Dr. Daryl into our program. How are you, Daryl? Good, thank you, Pastor Chris. All right, let's、uh, say a word of prayer before we start. Yeah, Father, we thank you again for the time we can spend together. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the Word of yours. Give us honest spirit and teach us understand your message, your righteousness today, and bless us in Jesus' name. Pray, Amen. Amen. Today's devotion will be continuing Book of Mark, verse thirty-eight to verse fifty.、Uh, How about we start reading verse thirty-eight to verse forty-one? Sure. So Mark chapter nine, verse thirty-eight to forty-one says, "Now John answered him, saying, 'Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us.' But Jesus said, 'Do not forbid him.'" For no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our side. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Amen. Share with us what you have learned. You know, here in this verse, it's、uh, or these verses, it's a continuation of Mark chapter nine, where the disciples. Are arguing amongst themselves who is greater, and because they use their position as disciples of Jesus, they started forbidding or stopping other people from using God's name to perform miracles. And Jesus here is illustrating how that is not only detrimental but could also potentially prove、uh, catastrophic in the salvation of some of these people. And、mm-hmm. James and John, as we can see in verse thirty-eight, start to. Point out and illustrate, and also perhaps realize that this is not the way to go.、Mm. Jesus distills it down to this really distinct sentence, right in verse forty: "For he who is not against us is on our side."、Mm. And so here you see what basically Jesus is trying to say is that there's really two ways: you can either be for Christ or against Christ.、Mm-hmm. You can be together with God or you can be against. There's no in between. And the disciples who thought that they were doing something that Jesus would be proud of, instead, when they turned around, they realized that their motives, as they searched their heart, were perhaps not as clear as they would have wanted. And Jesus points this out to teach them a lesson. And I believe he teaches them a lesson because when Jesus goes back to heaven, and the work is left in the disciples' hand, they can't indulge in a narrow-minded spirit. Mm. But be able to extend the same sympathy and the empathy that Jesus extends to people who they come into contact with. That's right. And also, I like what you share here.、Um, the people really, the disciples are using the labels on people, and I think、uh, human、uh, human labels are very detrimental as well. You know, we divide people, we label them differently. And here, the disciple label people by. Are you following us or you are not? Right. This is not the、uh, Jesus Christ labeling. Jesus Christ, you label using His name. You know, whoever did,、uh, did a miracle in my name is alright. So Jesus Christ has two groups in His eyes: the one follow me or the one are not following me. But in, in in disciples' eyes, they become part of that identity. You know, do they follow us? We becomes exclusive. It's not about disciples. Is about Jesus the Lord. They're following, so they don't understand. They still have this、um, humanistic understanding that、uh, we are, you know, part of the group. You, are you are you with us or not? They don't realize it's not about them. It's about Jesus Christ. 
I think you're really spot on there because Jesus is really illustrating the concept of uh, unity in diversity here, Mm. right? He's talking about the concept that we are united not because we are labeled in the same way, but we Mm. are united because uh, Christ is working through us. And that even though things don't conform to our personal opinion or perspective Mm. or ideas, that doesn't stop other people from laboring for God. Mm. I think a human... Labels are very detrimental. You know, I'm thinking about uh, some people from different country, they divide the people, different race, divide the people. You know, if human comes comes out with the label, it always divides. But when Jesus Christ comes a label, you unifies all of us, right? You are mm. Christ only have two symbols there: sinner or not a sinner. <laughs> That's how Christ label all the humanity. There's no black sinner or white sinner or Asian sinners. It's just sinners. Right, no matter who you're, where you're coming from, no matter where country you're coming from, you are a sinner. So once you re- accept that, you part you and you accept Jesus Christ's righteousness, you'll be a part of God's kingdom. And many times, a human likes to label, but I realize that every single time we do that, uh, is very detrimental. Uh, is very divisive as well. That's right. And I think as you see, as Jesus goes on to explain further in forty-two to fifty, in the verses that follow it really strikes home into the character and the motives of the disciples. Mm. It's not just the outward expression of, hey, you can't do this, or hey, you can't do that, or hey, you shouldn't be doing this. It Mm. really strikes into the very core of who they are. It strikes into the very core of what they uh, believe in or how uh, how they view the situation. That's right. It's all about the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Is anything stop stop us uh, having the character of God or having the uh, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that's the part we need to cut it off, isn't it? Let that's me, right. Let me read a little bit here in verse 42 to verse 48. I'm not going to read through this um, just gonna, because it's very repetitive. Let me read verse 42 to 44. So Bible says, But whoever calls one this little ones who believe in me to stumble, it will be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. If your hands cause you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell, into the fire that shall never quenched, and where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. And here, this verse has been quoted from Isaiah chapter 66, uh, verse 24, has been repeated three times. You know, your foot, your eyes, or your hand cause you to sin. Plucked out, cut it off, you know, just completely destroy the very thing can separate you from having the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And just, you realize that especially pretty much Jesus Christ have zero tolerance for anything that comes between him and us. Yeah, I know it steps up a, a notch here, right? Before then, it's quite a simple, not, not wouldn't say gentle, but quite a straightforward sentence. And all of a sudden, Jesus goes up one level and says, hey, you got to chop off your hand, chop off your <laughs> your foot, and pluck out your eye. It's quite a drastic change. And I'm mm. sure the disciples who are sitting there must have been quite shocked. Mm. Mm. And I think Jesus uses such strong language because it really reflects the verse where it says, the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. And because these disciples are showing less regard for some of their fellow men, mm. uh, Jesus is trying to illustrate to them that, hey, it, there is an infinite price in this. And that really what we need to do is examine our motives and examine our character. That's if right. there is any 
anything in them, whether they be things that you do, things that you say, things that you see, they should be plucked out and cast into a fire, which is the eternal hellfire, which it destroys forever mm. so that it cannot potentially or even remotely come back to uh, affect the interaction between you and your fellow believers. That's right. And Christ quoted this verse, Isaiah 63, 24, three times to emphasize how important it is. You know, I don't see many places in the Bible Jesus quoted one verse three times. This is probably the only place that he quotes the same verse to just show us that if anything, if there is anything comes in between you and me, that you have to remove it. Otherwise, there's a consequence. <laughs> He's you not know, sometimes, anymore. Uh, Chris, when I think of, of this, I think of um, parents, right? They mm. repeat their statements more than once you know sometimes when you repeat a statement three times it's like the a loud warning right mm, mm, I, i'm giving you one chance two chance the third third time and last third and final warning they often say mm -hmm. and i i almost feel jesus is giving a warning here not to to scold the disciples mm, or to mm. rebuke them but actually to protect them because That's this right. is as much for their own salvation as and as much for their own uh, way of interacting and participating in ministry as it is for the impact on others as well. Mm, amen, amen, amen. And here, uh, it's interesting that Jesus Christ, uh, re uh, we're referring to the hand, the foot, and the eye. It's covered basically what we have been beholding, you know, have an eye, what we, be ha what we have been doing with the hands, and also where you're walking to, where you're getting yourself into with the foot. You know, something that God is covering holistically that we have to surrender to Him. It's not just one part of my life when I need to surrender. It's everything. What I hear, what I see, and what I've been doing, what I've been walking myself into. That has to, all of them has to be surrendered to God. God says that I want completely uh, surrender, not just part of it. Mm, I think that that shows the impact that it can have one small part of the body or one part of the body can have on your overall outlook or your overall outcome. And Jesus is very clear here, as you're mentioning, that that sacrifice of the entirety of your being, the entirety of your character is important. Mm -hmm. And that actually connects with uh, 49 to 50. That's right. You know, for, verse 49 says, for everyone will be seasoned with fire. We talk, just talk about fire, right? And mm. now Jesus brings back fire again. And every sacrifice will be seasoned with salt. This is a really interesting verse here. Mm. You know, usually when we think of salt, we think of salt making some food become tasty, right? Mm -hmm. Or you think of the Bible where Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. And in fact, here he goes and uses another example of where salt was used in the sacrificial system. Mm -hmm. You see, in the ritual service or the ritual sacrifice, every sacrifice that was offered was sprinkled with salt. Mm -hmm. And the sprinkling of salt is not here for the taste, but it was supposed to signify that the righteousness of Christ alone mm -hmm. can make that sacrifice acceptable to God. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we've talked about the disciples arguing in verse uh, 33 onwards and then John and James from verse 38 onwards and then Jesus ramps it up in verse 42 to 49 and now he caps it off right at the top. He says, actually, don't forget about the salt mm -hmm. because you can pluck out your eye 
you can chop off your foot, mm. you can cut off your hand, you can argue until your face turns blue, or you can examine your motives. But if you forget the salt, which is the represents the righteousness of Christ, the entire service, the name of being a disciple, all the good things that you have done will not be acceptable to God. That's right. That's right. It's not our righteousness. It's Christ's righteousness covers us. That's right. And if, you know, he says in another place in the Bible, remember, if the salt loses its savor, right? in fact, he even says it here in verse 50, mm -hmm. salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Have salt in yourselves and have peace with one another. What an interesting saying, right? Have mm. salt in yourselves. That's right. To have the righteousness of Jesus Christ in us, then we can have peace with one another. So what, which means Jesus Christ is talking about when you really understand this whole mission, this whole ministry is not about us. It's about following or even having the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Then he wouldn't even make the statement back to verse 38, right? He wouldn't even say, Hey, what, what happened to those guys? They're not following us. They're still cast demon in your, in your name. So I can't hear a little bit of jealousy in there. You know, he, there, mm -hmm. there's a little bit competing about fame in there. So once they really yeah. understand they were following Jesus Christ. They were having the rushes of Jesus Christ. They wouldn't say that what they say. Because it's not about yeah. us anymore. It's not about all we try to labeling people. It's about the work of God. And that gave us unity through diversity. I agree. And you know, interestingly, um, when we delve into a little bit more about the concept of salt, salt benefits the people who taste the food. Mm. Right? Salt doesn't benefit sprinkling salt doesn't benefit the food. It benefits other people. That's right. When you taste the food that has enough salt, people enjoy it. When you taste the uh, the meal that has that is salted, the salt is still good. People feel like they are, are having a tasty meal. Mm. And so here, Jesus caps it off by saying, actually, you know, when uh, you examine your character and motives, when you have this concept of universe, unity and diversity, it actually mm. benefits other people. It benefits the people around you, not just yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. And today we'll just share that. Uh, today I'll just saying that in this whole passage that how important the righteousness of Jesus Christ is to us. It's not about us. It's about who has sacrificed himself to redeem us. When we follow Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and life, and we will have a peace with our brethren as well. Thank you, Dad, again to join our program. Uh, we have no worries. Well, Thank me, you, Pastor Chris. No problem. Let's uh, say a word of prayer. We'll close our devotion today. Father, we thank you again to, uh, for the time we can spend together to see that how powerful, Father, your righteousness is to us. And, Father, sometimes uh, we are sinners. We like to label one another. But, Father, until we have your righteousness, we can have the true unity in ourselves. And forgive us that we, will, we have this competitive or, or this jealousy spirit in us and use your Holy Spirit to come in and to give us the salt of Jesus Christ so we can be seasoned and to help have peace with one another. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.